Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the MC Squared podcast. I'm here today with uh, my good friend and co-host, Jimmy McKenna. And I'm here with Mr. Andrew McNeil. <laughs> did we just introduce each other? Yeah, that, that was really, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I looked in your eyes when we were doing it. <laughs> no, that did not happen. Uh, so, um, we've got... Uh, a lot of interesting things have been going on in the world. Obviously, um, a couple of things that we just thought um, maybe we would touch on, talk about. And one of them I mentioned on Facebook, I did a uh, just a short uh, post on the Chinese balloon yes. that uh, started in the, uh, <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean and meandered its way over the uh, country. Um, it was the first... To my knowledge, that this was a, a, a public uh, discourse about it, and a lot of reactions, um, mostly dis- disappointed with our government's response to it. So I just, I just posed a question on Facebook, and I said, um, "What kind of message does this send to our enemies?" And uh, so. Um, I think uh, I think I've seen a lot of the arguments, uh, you know, back and forth. Uh, some folks have said it's not a big deal. Um, you know, hey, TikTok's a lot worse, and, and as far as uh, espionage, and and they would be right as far as pure spying goes. But there is a real danger, I think, um, message-wise, because it says we're it says we're weak. Um, it sends a message to China that uh, we're terrified of them. We're not even going to shoot down <laughs> a balloon that is is maneuverable. <laughs> they could maneuver it all over the place. It went over Montana. We couldn't shoot it down because it might hurt, you know, hurt somebody over Montana. Couldn't find a place to five. shoot it. Yeah. yeah. So um, I think it sends a, a terrible message to China that we are not only weak, we are we are we're bought off. We're paid for. We're not going to do anything uh, to, to upset the, to rock the boat. And I think it sends a message to our friends, the same thing, that uh, America is in a, in a tremendously weak position right now. So we, we finally shot the thing down after the public outcry. <laughs> we shot it down in the Atlantic Ocean after it had, after it had uh, you know, done its work. It was, it was now useless. <laughs> We don't even know what work it was doing. <laughs> no, so it's it's got all the you know, the spy equipment and the cameras and all that sort of stuff. But um, they do know the Chinese have experimented with balloons that will drop missiles. Okay. They know this, mm-hmm. so I'm I'm really hoping they confirmed that there wasn't a missile as it, as like this thing meandered around. I was I was pretty oversight. angry when I when I when I saw it. It just it just it ticked me off because um it just was very frustrating. And there has been a lot of uh tracks being covered after the fact. Um there was a lot the White House put out that uh three this happened three times during Trump. Um <laughs> and then so many Trump officials came out denying it that this was even the case, uh, and then they backtracked again and said, "Well, the de- Defense Department knew, uh, but they just weren't going to tell Trump because he's a reactionary." Mm-hmm. So, uh, so it's either treason, um, absolute neglect, or they're they're lying, and this is the first time. I I, I didn't. I'm not up. 
and you'll find this out about me. I'm not as attached with the news as anybody else. I'm really disattached. I think I caught on the balloon super late. So the first thing that I thought of when I saw the balloon, I thought, well, gosh, I carry a cell phone that's hooked up to a network 24-7. And I know that they can find, anybody can find where I am at any second. And I thought, okay, there's this balloon flying over that we're all afraid of. But then the interesting thing to me is it's almost like, and this is in a post-COVID world, they're dangling something over here for all oh, the yeah. shiny thing, the shiny thing for everybody to look at over here, while the right hand is doing something else. And that is actually true because, did you know they released a, a, Gitmo, pers- a Gitmo murderer during this time? So it's almost, it's like, I, I truly believe they're praying <laughs> upon the American people yeah. and our reactionary abil- uh, response now. Because that's what we are. We're very reactionary. Yeah. Nobody's really thinking forward. We're thinking of, oh my gosh, what am I doing today? And what comes on the news or what's going to flash in front of me and I need to react to. We've done that for the last two years. We've reacted to everything that the governor has said. We've reacted to everything that all of the, the liars in Washington have said. We've reacted to that stuff. And now they fly this balloon over and we're all spazzing about it. Because it's like a shiny little thing in the sky and it's something to talk about. Well, and, and they really point, control us with this. I mean, with absolutely. And to with your the, point, with the media. If it is a distraction, then they needed it to continue to fly over the country. Yes, and it did fly until after they released this guy. Yeah, and so that was a nine eleven planner. Yes, that they released, which is just outrageous. And so, does the balloon take the take the spot in the news of this guy? I, I really think so. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a blip about it, and that was about it. And it was wall to wall coverage of the balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish it fly, I could have seen it fly over. I wonder if I could have got my drone up that high. They said it was it was higher than. Well, I don't know. They were it's out of the airline. Oh, it was pretty high. Air, air, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did, I really didn't see. It. I don't follow it that close, so. Fly the drone yeah. up there. Yeah, well, I, I just it, think that we mission. have, um, and what's interesting is so. So to your point, Ukraine is all we hear about. Ukraine, this war in Ukraine, 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 and meanwhile, really the biggest danger to us is China, by far. Yeah, uh, not Russia. Uh, maybe what they're going to do to us if they push us into World War Three in Ukraine, but it, it's a, it's essentially the sellout, the the um, all of the oh my gosh the, with the Chinese. So all of those documents in Biden's house, um, <laughs> his son who's staying there, huge connections to the Chinese intelligence. So. I'm gonna take your word for it because I don't know much about this. <laughs> stuff. All right, so to to bring it down to um, to bring to bring the issues down a little more locally, and yeah. this is a this is a hot topic right now. Um, you want to talk about this, or I'd love to. Okay. I'd love to. And, and yeah. Andrew and I, we don't know how either one of us feel about this. Yeah, well, yeah so we're going to find out together. Yes, we're going to find out if we <laughs> totally disagree or not. So. Uh, you know, I saw something recently today. Even they're going to expand the room where they're going to talk about the Marco Mill Dam. Yes, and when they present it to the public, which is good, you always should have the public to weigh in. Yep. Um, if they're knowledgeable or not, I mean, it's pe- uh, people just want to be heard. Honestly, that's just wh- what it is. People want to be heard, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And that's the way that we're supposed to be set up. But uh, the Marco Mill Dam. So, 
it looks like the commissioners. And we'll, we'll talk about what what that what that is because oh, there's a lot of people no, that are going to yeah. be listening that aren't from the area. You bet. So uh, if you've ever been on Park Avenue in North Terre Haute, or in most cases, if you've driven up to Green Acres, which is a great dairy oh, bar yeah, in the North absolutely. End, everybody's been up there in the summer. Uh, you go over top of Otter Creek, and when you go over top of Otter Creek. There, if you look off to the right, there is a low head dam there, and you'll see water flowing over the top. Usually in the middle of summer, it's coming through the dam and going under the road. Uh, it's kind of hard to actually see uh, when you turn the corner because the, the sides of the bridge are so high. But there are people there uh, all throughout the summer. And so that's Otter Creek. It flows from there all the way down to the Wabash River. It also crosses under uh, Clinton Road as it goes out towards the river. But the cool thing about Mill Dam is, is that dam that was that's there allows a lot of water to kind of sit under the dam and churn. And when it comes down and churns, it actually oxygenates the water quite a bit. And it's really good fishing. And and I've I'm from the north end myself, so <laughs> I fished there almost my whole life. But really? in recent years I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. In recent years, uh, I've taken the kids there at least three or four times a year and we go below the dam and when it's really low usually you're wading in ankle deep water and uh we fished a little bit under the dam i think it's illegal so i just whatever <laughs> i mean the water was trickling through we fished on the dam but we went downstream a little bit and i don't like to give away secrets but there were some significant fish down there there were very healthy fish there were good size fish and I was really impressed with, I mean, these fish are living in maybe a foot and a half of water hmm. down there. The creek's not that big. So when I first hear about the dam coming down, I'm, I'm, I'm like, man, this is terrible because, you know, that causes churning of water and whatnot, you know, and it's going to take away the fishing habitat there. And I've had a lot of fun with the kids there. We go in and we sand some minnows. We use minnows for fishing. Uh, you'll get some rough characters down there swimming or whatever, but I mean, usually people are fishing, just trying to wet a line and trying to find a place to fish if they don't have a pond that they can fish publicly. So, um, you know, I was really worried initially about it, but I started doing a little bit of research. I would, I would encourage anybody to do this, go into YouTube and type in low head dam. Um, I think it's renovation or low head dam. Um, repair. Funny enough, there's a company and they're somewhat local and they actually have drone shots of them repairing two lowhead dams within the last two years. Hmm. One in Logansport, Indiana, one in Crawfordsville. Crawfordsville is Sugar Creek is one of my favorite creeks to fish. And so they did these, they fixed these lowhead dams up there and you can actually see how they do it. Cause I was real concerned. I, I really, I worry about the fish population because right. it's something fun we do. We catch them, we throw them back, we take a cool picture. We come, we want to come back later on in the summer and catch a bigger one. That's, that's the way it always is. But, um, so I started doing some more research on it because I was ups, really upset about the badam coming down. But, uh, the research shows that actually the fish are going to be stronger after. And you'll, you'll read a lot of stuff and they'll say, well, it's so they can migrate upstream. I don't believe a small mouse is going to migrate upstream. <laughs> that's a salmon. And you see them jumping in a, and a grizzly bear is grabbing them. Right. That's not that what happens. Doesn't in, happen in, in Indiana. Does. Yeah, so. <laughs> but these, but these, but what it actually will allow is it's going to allow these fish that were kind of locked under the dam in that area and then downstream to be able to travel 
and be able to reproduce and eat in a larger area than they could before. And if you've ever been there in the summer and you look above the dam, the water's deep, but it's really poorly oxygenated. And you can tell there's no fish in it. There's not minnows in it. There's not bluegill. There's nothing inside of it. So you actually, it, it's very low oxygenation and it's not good fishing. And it, it almost has like this brown film that sits over the top of it above the dam. So they have this low oxygenated water on the top, hyper oxygenated down below with all the fish. So meshing those two things together is going to give the fish way more, and this is just my take on it, way more area to spread out, to feed, to reproduce, and make it a much better looking and uh, a better fishing area, really. And so that's what I'm, I'm excited about. I don't know what the plan is, if they're going to make like safe areas or whatnot uh, for people to fish, but I really see it as a great opportunity to, and maybe even bring some fish in and stock it because the bank there is really good to fish. It's really easy to access. And, you know, the safety aspect of it is something that my dad has taught me my whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like if you're going in a creek and the and the water's up and you're in a canoe, you don't get up next to a log because it'll suck you up under it. And if you've lived in North Terre Haute very long, you've seen that water coming over top of of uh, the Mill Dam. And it, it's, it's actually very amazing how strong it is. And I do remember back when that person did die up there. How, how long ago was that? About 10, 15 years ago? Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I was sure I was out of high school by then. But I, I do remember that and thinking, and I remember looking at the dam after that, usually in the spring when there's a bunch of water um, humming through there, and it really is churning. And uh, I, I didn't see it, but I do know that it, I mean, like the sad part about it is, is somebody gets in there and it just takes you up and down and up and down and up and down and just churns you. Yeah. And like they can't get you out. No. So then your family shows up and you're in there churning like a big bloated fish. <laughs> oh, right. And so, I mean, it, it is, I don't know the circumstances of why somebody would do it. I mean, I, I wouldn't even want to get close to the thing because when the water's that high, it looks like it's actually going to pull you into it. But, uh, I mean, it just takes somebody with a little bit of inebriation or, or just making really poor decisions to be able to step into that or say, well, I can go over this. And then it calls that. And so that's, it's pretty interesting because across Indiana, Indiana had quite a, has quite a few of these low head dams. They're starting to take them out. So I do know that Sugar Creek hasn't changed at all as far as the, the fishing is in Sugar Creek. And that, that actual low head dam was actually in Crawfordsville, but it is Sugar Creek. So they didn't repair it. They took it out. They took it out. Yeah. So they, <clears> it's <throat> really cool. So the, the videos are really neat because they actually bring this uh, big big machinery in and they just start knocking holes in it and then I'm like oh what happens to everybody downstream when it floods well it's really not that much no, water it's, it's at un- one not time a lot. well here, here's the other side of it and this is what a lot of folks are upset about yeah um, is that is here's one more historical spot it's 1848 there's a you know connection with the Underground Railroad it's yeah. uh, early settlers in this area I mean it's a it's a historical site um we're just going to tear it down. We're just going to get rid of it. Yeah. So I do think, um, I think that has to be weighed because in, in a lot of ways, uh, Vigo County has, has had a little bit of a history of getting rid of historical places. And we've got plenty of historical buildings downtown and, and there's, and that's great. But I mean, it, railroad terminals, parking lots now. I mean, just a lot of things that, and I, I think there's an interest 
to preserve some of that history. And that's a, that's, that's kind of a neat spot. However, you can't really enjoy it now. And it is very dangerous. So I, I, I kind of, I kind of don't have, this is terrible, but I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I, I, I can see both sides of it. Um, I, I think if there was a way to make it less dangerous and then, uh, you know, I've heard people throwing out the idea of putting a restaurant there or, re- or rebuilding a mill or doing something. Okay. I, I just, I don't, I don't know if that's the government's place to do that either, it, especially since you don't really have the bones of a, an old mill sitting there. It's not like you could be restoring it. You would be totally rebuilding it. So yeah. I'm sure they'll put up a nice plaque telling you what happened there and probably yeah. take it down. But it's, it is a hot topic right now. They, they are, uh, they changed the uh, venue to get a larger room. <laughs> People are coming out of the woodwork, very angry um, about this being removed. And um, so, yeah, again, I don't, I don't know if it's just something that, um, you know, people just get upset about and it's just, you know, one the, you know, next month, it'll be something else or, yeah. or what, what's driving it. But I do think they, I do think we, we, we've got to do a better job of preserving some historic, uh, some history for this area. I think mm-hmm. it's important. And if it's an underground railroad spot, and I, I feel like it's one, it was also, um, one of the founders of Terre Haute was one, it was his mill. Uh, man, I hate to Markle, Abraham Markle, or something. His last name is Markle. Yeah, so you might have to cut this out if I'm totally wrong and making a fool out of myself. But <laughs> well, you're not. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it, I th- I think he was one of the original founders of Terre Haute, as well as okay. had this this mill, or at least his family was. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I, I, this is what, and also I'm not in charge of this at all. But I mean. There are definitely ways to preserve these things. And I, I think it'd be really interesting not just put a plaque up because most people just see those and walk right, right by them, but like make something interactive. Yeah. Like make something that if you, you know, if you go up to it, you could scan a QR code and watch a video. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. yeah or something or, or do a flyover or do, or take a, do, do a video of this thing being knocked down. And, and then as it's being knocked down, make, you know, references back to all the different times it was used and whatnot. I mean, I, you know, I, and like I said, initially I really didn't, I didn't really care for it, but, and I'm a preservationist. I would, I love to keep the historical stuff around mainly for my kids and my mm-hmm. children's children, but sometimes change is good. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I've, I've enjoyed those memories and we got plenty of photos and those will be photos that you'll never have again. That's I remember, true. yeah, I remember my wife and I actually went to Covered Bridge that year, right before that Covered Bridge and bridged and burned. And so those pictures that you had of that were the yeah. last ones of it. Yeah. And so they are kind of special and they rebuild it and you really can't tell much difference, but uh, they rebuild it. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that you could always say, hey, I remember the dam when it was this. So I think having, I mean, the way that the youth is now and how interactive they are with videos and whatnot. And it's all mobile devices. I think it'd be interesting to have like somewhat of a timeline that they could watch. Yeah. And as it progressed and degressed down and then uh, show it as it was knocked down. Yep. You makes, know, makes sense to me. Yeah. Anyway. Well, <clears throat> we have, um, have kind of an interesting article that maybe we could touch on. Yeah, definitely. Um, you brought this to my attention a couple of weeks ago. 
<clears throat> and I read through it, and then I read through it again uh, just a few minutes ago. Uh, I don't think we have to go in detail, but we're going to put a link in uh, next to the podcast if you guys want to check it out uh, and let us know your thoughts. It is it is an um, a government policy in the country of Hungary, and it has to deal with um, population growth. <clears throat> so they have kind of a conservative, I guess you would say, at least economically conservative yeah. government welfare. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Yeah. So they they pay um, middle class, and there's no no limit on income that a family can have. So it doesn't cut off. So with our child tax credit, so they're 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 paying families to have children. Basically, is what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So because they're trying to increase their um, Population. Yeah, they're trying to increase I mean, their population, yeah. their their birth rate. It's yeah. at like one point five one or something like that, and it needs to be uh, it needs to be much higher, or they're going to start having some major issues. So, <clears throat> and there's been this huge push in Europe. It talks about this in the article of mm-hmm. of uh, hey, we got to get rid of population. The, the human race is basically destroying the planet, and we can't sustain. You know, the Earth can't sustain us, and uh, we can't. Uh, co- cohabitate with uh, animals. We're killing all the animals, <clears throat> and of course, this has been going on since the late '60s, early '70s, yeah. and they now are finding out if anybody cares to, to study. I mean, the, the liberals, you know, the Marxists—they're all still pumping this stuff out. But <laughs> anybody cares to study it? Uh, that's not true at all. I mean, obviously, it's it's not. Um, we actually need uh, to to replace our population. And I think they said that's roughly at 2.1 children per an adult. So yeah. that just to, just to tell you, uh, 1.51 or 1.56, and they're higher than most of European countries. So mm-hmm. anyway, so it's really interesting because they're paying families to have children. And then no matter how much income that family makes, <clears throat> there's no cap. So wealthy families are making per child as much as middle class families. Yeah. So it's it's a really interesting. And if you're poor, they are not going to give you this. Mm. So it's it's middle class to rich. It is a complete reversal of what we do in America, where we basically, no matter what anybody politician says, you just look at what happens. We encourage poverty. We subsidize it. Yeah. The, you make more money, we take away tax breaks, we take away tax incentives, we ta- tax you more percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. If you make less, you, you you have your taxes reduced. If you have children and make less, <laughs> then you get a subsidy for that. Um, <clears throat> so it'd be very interesting to hear uh, what you guys think about that. And if you want to look at more details again, we'll have that link in the, uh, in the bio for this podcast. Yeah. So it, it's, it's something that just kind of popped up. And I mean, I don't think Andrew or I are, we know the ins and outs of Hungarian politics. No, well, no. but obviously I, I didn't because I, I was doing some studying for something else and came across this and thought, man, this is almost backwards. <laughs> and but I mean they're doing it and yeah. and so it's really interesting to see it and then you know you're going to get anytime you go off the rails if you would say with this um, you're going to get people that don't like it but honestly haven't we as Americans done that our entire life we've tested the boundaries of things our entire life and that's like what it really what 
America is all about. Yeah. We don't like to be conformed. We almost want to be alternative. Yeah. And I think that we have to start thinking different ways because doing things the same way and getting the same result. Is, well, it's insanity. It is insanity. <laughs> it? So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think, uh, folks, that's um, all we had for you for this podcast. Yeah. Um, really appreciate everybody uh, listening. We've actually had a lot of positive response to our first podcast. Our second one is done. It's in the final editing as we yes, speak. It, is. Um, it will have been posted long, long before you hear you actually hear this podcast. But <laughs> yes, uh, so we're a little backlogged on that. But we'll have uh, this is episode three. We will have episode two posted shortly. And um, we just we've had a lot of great response. It's been a lot of fun. I enjoy doing this with uh, Jimmy. And I guess we get to talk about the things that interest us. And hopefully it interests you. Um, <laughs> we'll find out, won't we? We will find out. Yeah. So anyway, make sure that um, you Give us some feedback on this article, and we'll we'll post it on social media. And I think we're going to work on getting some social media stuff going for this, so that yeah. we can have a great place to post these things. And then we can. I, I'm all I like answering questions, so like tough questions or whatever it would be. I'm all about doing that kind of stuff. So interacting with uh, the listeners is going to be a priority of ours. We've kind of backed off the video a little bit because we were doing audio and video and it's getting wild in here and linking them together was kind of a mess. So we're kind of, we're feeling this thing out, going back to basics and uh, we're going to run with this for a while and you may see some snippets of videos later on, but yeah, we really appreciate your time. And uh, so if they want to send us an email, Oh, you bet. So let's send an email. So if they're going to send us an email, make sure you do that to the MC squared podcast at gmail.com. The T H E MC squared podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we'll get back to you on that. Uh, both of us check it. Actually, we, yep. we share an email. Isn't that oh, cute? That's, that's, yeah, so, I know. that's so sweet. Yeah. So takes me back to, <laughs> The old days. So, yeah, I don't know what that means. But anyway, so uh, thanks for listening. And uh, we are excited to hear your feedback on the articles and on any of our podcasts. Make sure you share it on social media. And we'll talk to you later. Yep. Have a good day, guys. See you.